0: Good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome to The Healing Journey with Ms. Sharnel Covert. I'm your host of this podcast, and some of you might have been faithful listeners when we first started to The Wounded Healer, and I was inspired by um, the Spirit of God and um, one of my adopted mothers who encouraged me to think about The Wounded Healer title, and we don't want to bring any negative energy or spirits to our healing journey. Um, And so rather than calling on wounds, we're calling on only healing and positivity. Thus, the new name, The Healing Journey. We're all on a journey together. We're unwounding together. We're using our gifts, creativity to do so. I'm so glad you joined me tonight because as you may have remembered, we left off last episode with anticipation for an interview with one of the most beautiful talented and brilliant Black women I know, my hero, my mother, Apostle Julia Peterkin-Colvert. We're going to have a conversation with her tonight, and tonight's podcast is featuring issues of mental health within the Black family. How do we deal with them, and what are some of our strategies for coping? Before we get started, I just want to give a shout out to my sponsor, Anchor. Just know that Anchor is the easiest way to do any podcast. Yes, you can create your own account and set up an Anchor podcast for free. That's right, y'all. Free 99. And the best part is you don't even have to have a lot of followers. All you do is set up your podcast through Anchor and it will be streamed into major platforms. And you can begin to make money off of your podcast. Sign up for Anchor today so that you can share your message with the world. Thank you again for tuning into this episode of The Healing Journey with Ms. Charnel Colvert. You all know that I always give you some sort of creative musing. And today we're gonna be talking about a topic, especially in COVID-19, that is very important and has a lot of weight. We're all dealing with mental health challenges in some shape or form, but the particular way that it affects people of color, people of African descent, also known as black people, uh, we wanna give some credence to what that looks like. I wanna share with you before I introduce introduce our guests. I wanna share with you a poem that I wrote about the beauty of a mind of a person who thinks differently, sees differently, and how those labels don't fit. This one is called Beautifully Different. And here it goes. My mind is beautiful, untamed, from labels by man, thinking through difficulties and hardships, levitating to divine land. Her mind is beautiful, Though she may be anxious at times, it's a thought process of divine intervention. Let her shine despite time. Just because he processes permanent dreams and stays up late writing songs and things doesn't make him crazy. It makes him a genius. Her too. See these labels of what her, her, and him, they can't do? Cause I, we, she, her, they, have a beautifully different mind, one that never fits your labels and one that can't be defined by time. This is an original poem from yours truly, Charnel Colbert. Centering, thank you very much. Centering today's episode of Mental Health and the Black Family. And as you all know, I keep it all the way 100 with you, all my listeners and myself, because that is a way to be healed through truth telling. Um, And we'll be talking about some of the challenges that we face in our family with mental health today. So I just want to take a moment to introduce to you um, someone who is very special in my life and has been an amazing rock, has been an amazing fortress, has been an amazing prayer partner, has been an amazing friend during times of difficulty. When I was in my lowest states of depression and anxiety, she has always been there And I wanna tell you a little bit about this woman. She's been doing ministry for over 20 years. She's a young woman, 25 to be exact. She is a a young, beautiful woman who has used her gifts and talents in Baltimore and abroad from Baltimore to Ghana. Um, She started her own ministry, Jesus is Real, outreach ministries worldwide with about four members, all women, and now has grown tremendously. Um, We are so blessed to have her, and I'm so blessed to be a part of that ministry, not just as her daughter, but as a minister of social justice, arts, and working with the young people in the ministry. We thank her for her contributions. Um, She's been honored by the city of Baltimore for her work in outreach ministry that goes from feeding the hungry, to giving homes to the homeless to um, working with women and helping people to get into treatment into drug rehabilitation centers she has done it all and now in this stage of her life and her beautiful sensational 60 year old self she has written an amazing book called the voice of god the spirit of intimidation which is one Book in a series of four that she has put out. And this first book is a memoir about her life. Um, we thank her for coming onto the show today. So let's give it up for Apostle Julia Culver. Say hello to the people,
1: Apostle. <laughs> hello, sweetie Pies. Hi. How are you all doing tonight? Thank <laughs> you so very, very much, my lovely daughter for having me on tonight. I am excited, I'm nervous. I thought that uh, maybe I would just uh, sit here quietly and not say much, but I know that Sharnel is going to have me say it. Yeah, this is a conversation. <laughs> Welcome to the Healer Journey. More than I'm willing to say. <laughs> but I, I believe that
0: Listen, thank you so much, Apostle, for coming in. We appreciate you taking the time. And I just want to give a little bit for those of us who may not know some of the the current state of mental health within Black families, I wanted to give some information from some research that I've done. Some of you might know, in addition to doing this podcast, I myself am a professor at Towson State University in Women and Gender Studies, and have been working diligently and um, as a community organizer around many different issues of social justice that include giving space for mental health for people of color. One of the things I wanted to highlight is, um, and this information is coming from a number of sources that you can look up—the CDC, also from an organization called Beam, which I encourage you guys to check out. Adult Blacks and African Americans are more than are more likely to have feelings of sadness, hopelessness, and worthlessness than adult whites. Um, now, we've we've also seen some increase in suicide amongst our young people, which. We really need to give some credence to. While suicide is less likely in adults, our black teenagers are more likely to attempt suicide than white teenagers. And all these things coming from issues with depression, manic depression, anxiety, schizophrenia, and oftentimes being misdiagnosed because of the racist system that we live in. Um, serious mental health has risen amongst all ages of black and african-american people between the years of 2008 and 2018 and even looking at COVID, we're still seeing the numbers that are changing right because we know i remember seeing um listening to the beautiful first lady forever first lady (laughs) michelle obama forever forever first lady was talking about how she has been depressed in this season on her podcast Mm -hmm. um, during COVID. So a lot of us have been struggling through this time. Major depressive episodes have increased amongst blacks and often because of the way that black men and black women present themselves as being strong or seen as being intimidating Mm -hmm. in medical spaces, Mm -hmm. we are misdiagnosed. So a lot of times when black people are actually depressed, they're getting diagnosed with schizophrenia and other mood disorders and not getting the treatment that they deserve. Exactly. And so, you know, I, we come to this on a very personal level. I come to this on a personal level as someone who has been, I like to use the word challenge and, and this challenge with um, episodes of depression, manic depression, anxiety Um, I have had my share. I share openly in my testimony that I had been suicidal and I was able to get the help that I needed. And that help included um, therapy and prayer um, and lots of time with family and myself. But I think that we really need to get to a place of having these conversations in family. And I just want you to um, talk a little bit about, before we go into the family conversation, let's talk about what has been your journey, Apostle Julia Covert, with maintaining your own mental health. How have you been faring during this COVID-19? How have you been maintaining your mental health during this time with everything that's going on? Share with the people.
1: Well, just this past Sunday, I shared with the ministry how you can be frustrated but still favored. Mm -hmm. And so um, I've been frustrated with the news reports and uh, the candidates. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've been a little frustrated with the things that are going on now, but that doesn't mean that we're not still favored. That doesn't mean that the United States is not still favored. The women are not still favored. Men are not still favored. The church is not still favored. And so, I've been a little frustrated, but as I speak on things, um, if I open up and let it out as I did on Sunday, which was what, two days ago? Two
0: days ago, yeah, um, yeah.
1: It helps me to carry on. Mm -hmm. When I talk about the things that frustrate me Mm -hmm. and not hold them in, uh, when I share it with other people, because most times if you share with other people, you'll find out that, there are more people in the same boat that you are in, and then you can all communicate together. Mm, and when you share, yeah, your 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 doubts, your pain, your anguish, um, you'll find out that more, you know, I always go based on the story that's in the Bible. I'm sorry, I'm an apostle. I can't help but go to the Bible. Sure, sure, sure. sure. There were 12 disciples. They were on the boat. Jesus was with them, but they were afraid. They were screaming, they were hollering. And, you know, when it came back down to it, they realized that they were on there together. And if they would have just confided in each other, maybe they could have came up with ways to get out of the situation even though they were all calling on Christ, but they could have came out of that crisis together. You know, and the earth, if we come together and um, help one another, it's easier. You know, it's easier on the mind because for the most part, most people are sitting by themselves, with themselves in their own mind. And instead of going into someone else's mind in conversation, as we're doing today right. and getting to know what the other person is going through, you'll find out for the most part, 50% of the time, you, you two are going through just about the same thing or it can relate to, you know, the same kind of thing. That's good. That's and so good. if we would just, you know, communicate with one another, I know we can't, you know, be so close now, we have to social distance and all of that, but we still can talk on the phone not always texting mm-hmm. because texting not can always be texting misconstrued and you really need to talk and hear voice and you can hear expressions in the voice you know mm-hmm. you can tell when someone is depressed when mm-hmm. someone is sad mm-hmm. when someone is lonely If you listen to the sounds and the echoes of their voices, you'll find out that they're not where they should be. And maybe you can be the one to help them. That's a good, thank you for saying that,
0: communicating with each other in a real way as much as we can, Mm -hmm. that stems beyond just text messaging. I will say I'm of the Mm -hmm. generation that we send a lot of text messages, mm-hmm. but I do try my best to talk on the phone with people as much as I can. And I've learned that from your example of how we need to communicate with each other so that we can get through this thing together. That's, that's good. Um, that's good word for us to hear right now. If you don't mind, <laughs> another question that I wanted us to think about, um, you know, we, we, in our ministry, that we it's called Jesus is Real, we keep it real. A lot of people say we're, the real. we're the real people worship. We're the real people <laughs> worship. We, we know that we are human, we know that we are imperfect beings, and our, our perfection is in our imperfectness. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that I wanted to talk about is we, um, and the next episode of this podcast, I'm going to be sharing some information more about angel moms and angel families. Mm -hmm. Um, As you all might have remembered from some previous episodes, I alluded to the fact that I am actually an angel mom. And if you are unsure what an angel mom is, an angel mom is um, a mom who has lost a child under the age of two. And on November 12th, my beautiful daughter, Princess Grace, would have been five years old. Um, And this has been, that was one of the big challenges and moments of a breakdown for me when I lost my daughter. Mm -hmm. And it not only affected me, but it affected our entire family. So what are some of the feelings or experiences that you had seeing your child suffer in that moment with deep depression um, and some ways not being heard by the professionals, right? Because we experienced a lot of they didn't really know how to, um, the the doctors and the therapists were kind of psychiatrists at a point where a little lost because really I was suffering from deep postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. Um, s- severely not wanting to live because my daughter did not make it past a certain point in life. She was only with us for two hours. I got to hold her mm-hmm. and then lost her. Um, and it was hard for professionals to place that. What was it like for you as a parent? Because there are other parents who are listening who might be dealing with their child who's going through a depressive episode, whether that's from a loss of their own child or a loss of a job or they're just challenged with depression in general. Mm-hmm. Can you express, if you don't <clears throat> mind, what that process like was like for you and how you got through it?
1: How I got through Well, I will start off by saying that I'm an angel grandma. And um, to see my daughter go through what I had never experienced was something that I had to go and uh, sit down and meditate on, even in a time of um, excitement and in a time of the, the drama that was going on uh, in the whole uh, circle of what was happening, doing uh I, I want to call it a miscarriage, but it was more than that. Yeah, we actually uh, met her. It was actually a birth. Yeah. And uh, we met the baby and all. And so to meet her uh, it was just to love her. And so um, I just tried to uh, share with you the love that I have as a mother that you would be able to carry the love as a mother, even with the loss.
0: Right, right. That, um, did do that. you
1: did get to touch her, you know, and some um, mothers, angel moms, don't even get to touch their babies. You got to touch her. So it was it was tangible. And it was a, a good moment of time. And um, I just believe that earth, in this earth, it really doesn't have sorrow that having cannot heal. And so it was so much sorrow in that room. <laughs> but so much. From you and her dad and, and me and, and your dad and the, yes. and the physicians and the nurses. Yes, um, we, had, we had a lot of people around that were sorrowful. Sorrowful. But the only person in that room that we didn't get sorrow from was Princess Grace. Mm-hmm. When a baby is born, they normally cry out. Or the doctor have to smack them. She didn't ever cry. She didn't have to cry because she was returning to the place from which she came. Mm-hmm. And so she had to deal with all of this stuff huh, we're dealing with in the earth right now. Um and so, you know, dealing with that, I just think of not um what she would have missed, but what she doesn't have to go
0: through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just want to say I remember um, vividly when I um, I went through for those angel moms and moms out there, you know what the process is of birthing, we have people here is, it is quite hard right, especially when you get the news that your child is not going to be able to live right, mm-hmm. um, but we I remember if I if I may share this with the people because I really think it will help somebody I remember you told me even our faith was big. We had big faith that uh-huh. she would live to, um, her lungs were not fully developed at the six and a half, almost seven month point, but we were praying that she would be able to stay uh-huh. past that point And that wasn't, wasn't what took place. It would transpire. And I remember you and I having a conversation after I had um, gone through some of the grief and you said you were you were a little angry with God at one point. You were kind of upset. Mm -hmm. You know, why would you allow this to happen to my daughter? This is her only child and Mm -hmm. that process. Talk to people about how we can have a moment of our faith that gets a little shaky because for many of us right now during COVID, faith is all that's getting us through, is Mm -hmm. one of the major things that's getting us through Mm -hmm. all the mental health challenges we're having, issues in our family, and what we're seeing on the news. So talk to the people about, and, and I can share that as well. Talk to the people about how, when you had that moment of just questioning your faith, how you got back to, okay, God, this is, this is the will that you had
1: and we're going to walk in
0: accepting that.
1: Well, I didn't get back to it, but my inner self brought me back. Okay. You know, and sometimes you just have to Meditate on what's going on in on the inside of you, and not what's going on on the outside of you. And so, I came back to God just because of the relationship. Everything I do and teach is based on relationship. It sure is. So I can I can attest to that. Yes, I mean, <laughs> any um, family matters. If if you have a family and you handle the matters together that's a good relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now we're dealing with death in the black family like never before. Sure. I mean, since I've been in the earth, I mean, I just can't fathom what um, others are going through. I thank God that it hasn't hit home personally in our household, but it's a personal matter Very much um, so. for each of us. Yes. and. Um, I would say to those that have faith, um, to keep the faith. And I know that's just harder said than done. Right. Um, Because I can recall back in the day when I I hated God. Um, I hated the name because my father died and my two brothers died and Mm. I mean, they were killed. And so I just could not, and as a matter of fact, Today is, and I celebrate, my younger brother, yeah, my sibling's birthday, he would have been 58 wow. years old today, and he was killed on a moped by a drunk driver. Wow. And um, my Look mom- at that, and you get to do this podcast absolutely, today to celebrate absolutely. him, because
0: on the healing journey. We celebrate our angels and our ancestors openly. So, wow! Happy birthday, Uncle Junior! Sorry.
1: (laughs) And so we um, celebrate his life, even though his his death came with tragedy. Yes. And so you know that's life, and that's what happens. Um, But you have to come back to yourself, and you have to if you would come back to God. Mm -hmm. Um, And when you do that, you're able to communicate within yourself first. You're able to tell yourself to get up. You're able to conduct yourself in a way that's not manic or depressing. You're able to say, no, not today. I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna be fresh. I'm gonna be clean. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna work this Mm -hmm. thing Mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go where I need to go and do what I need to do and be who I know I am and things of that nature. You have to have your own affirmations. Um, yeah, that's good. To, have your uh, own affirmations. Yeah, to get through. I that's mean, it's true. good to hear a pastor or a, a therapist or someone, a friend, give you an affirmation. But if you have your own, that's what makes you strong. You know, you. I mean, you can carry out or you can repeat uh, someone else's. But if you have your own life, uh, when my son was, uh, your brother was a child, and he had a struggle with life, uh, like a learning disability. And so what I did was brought him a book. And the title of the book was, I Can Do It Myself. <laughs> and so anything title. that you know he struggled with I would kind of remind him, remember, you can do it yourself. And then I would begin to hear him say to me, I would say, okay, let me help you with your homework. I would begin to hear him say, what, I can do it myself. myself. <laughs> and so the more you say things, the more you believe them. And so you have to get an affirmation or if I would suggest that you do get one that would really enhance you that would really inspire you and creating you uh, the ambition and the, you know, stamina to go on and carry on and carry out the things that you're called in to this earth, to do and to be.
0: That, you know, that feeds beautifully into the next question that I was gonna give, which was the last question. I mean, we could talk on this, you're doing so great. We could talk on this platform forever and ever, but we know that people have so many things that they need to get done. And I appreciate you all for listening Mm -hmm. to The Healing Journey on this special episode with my mother, the mother of mothers, Apostle Julia Colbert. Can you think about, um, as a last question, before we get into sharing with some of the people a little bit about your book and ways that they can find you. And then we're going to kind of close this episode out and get prepared for our next episode, which we know folks will be excited about as well. But um, what are some of the ways that parents can maintain their own mental health and the mental health of their children and loved ones. I think you kind of (laughs) answered it with when you said, make sure you have your own you, which is really a a big one. I really like that one because a lot of times we do rely on other people to affirm us, not to say that we shouldn't Mm because we need a village. It it takes a village. But I think it's very beautiful what you said about your own affirmation. Are there any other tips that you would give people that you've used, that we've used in our family or individually to maintain the mental health of themselves and their families?
1: Well, to maintain, to have that affirmation daily, to help yourself, to communicate, to keep an open line with one another, if you can. If if you're a family of five and If there's only one person that you really know that you can communicate with, then communicate with that person. But try not to leave the other people out because if you leave them totally out, then that could cause mental health issues with Mm -hmm. them. And so we would really try to communicate. And that's why I suggest prayer. Because prayer, when you pray, even if you cannot talk one-on-one with the person, When you pray, and as we have done throughout our life and your life, uh, if you gather together and hold hands, or if you gather together today and bump elbows. (laughs) Uh
0: Social distance.
1: Yes, and you pray, then um, everyone can get on one accord. Mm -hmm. Even if you have a hard time talking one-on-one with that person. Mm -hmm. So a lot of communication and affirmations um, for your daily living and self-care
0: self-care yes we say in my uh yoga class self-care is health care but it's true self-care is very important self-care is an act of revolutionary love you can quote me on that one Mm -hmm. Um, because when we care for ourselves that is a form of resistance to all these systems of white supremacy that are intended to kill us whether it's emotionally or mentally, we see we see on the news so many cases of police brutality, we see community violence. When we care for ourselves, we resist all of those things that are put in opposition to our bodies, minds, and spirits uh-huh. to be able to sustain ourselves in this world. Right. So I'm glad you said self-care. And
1: for the most part, self-care, we would think it would come first. I don't look at self-care first. I've always looked at communication first. Mm. I'd rather communicate with my husband and my children and my church family and even my coworkers or people that have worked for me, my employees. I'd rather communicate with them first because people feed people mm. and you get energy from other people it's true, it's and sometimes if you're not around people and you and all by yourself it's going to be a problem if you think you know self-care is just being by yourself and taking care of yourself and it's right. all about yourself
0: right, right, right. And
1: there is going to be a problem because that leads and I've experienced to self-destruction Yes,
0: isolation Exactly. Which is isolation, and which then is that one of,
1: yeah. mental health and depression. Because I mean, it, it's it's too much to talk about right now. But the the main thing to do is to have communication, communication. in your relationships. In your relationships, and I must say, even if you argue argue them out, sometimes ah uh, well.
0: Sometimes it helps. Sometimes it helps. I mean, and we've had get them. it
1: off your chest. Absolutely,
0: absolutely.
1: Keep it real. real. And then get it off your mind. Right. And then your spirit is, will be able to relax a little bit more afterwards. Yes. <laughs> because you just let go a heavy load, and so you know, keeping it real, mm-hmm. sharing that with um, the entire world on this
0: <laughs> on <a> podcast. Okay. Podcast. <laughs> Yeah, welcome back family, gods and goddesses in the earth. This is Miss Charnel Covert and you are tuned into the healing journey this evening. Um, We have had a wonderful conversation with the beautiful, the brilliant, the anointed, the uh, called and just joyous. And uh, I love her so much, not just because she's my mama, but because she's a phenomenal woman. Phenomenal Woman was one of the first poems that I recited, (laughs) my mother can attest to that. I am a Maya Angelou super fan. Um, She was the first person who encouraged me to get into poetry, Um, in addition to growing up in a household where my mother was a writer. And speaking of my mother being a writer, as we close Mm -hmm. out this episode, (laughs) we have a treat for you. We have a great treat for you. She is going to read um, a small excerpt from her book, And we were talking, if you're just tuning in, we had a lovely conversation for the last 30 minutes or so talking about mental health and black families. And I just want to encourage you guys and remind you that we are um, many things. We are professors. We are ministers. We are apostles. We are artists. We are community organizers. We are not psychiatrists or therapists. We do encourage you to seek out a therapist, especially a therapist who looks like you. Seek out spiritual counsel in your church. Many of your pastors are spiritual counselors as um, our apostle is in our ministry and our pastor is right in your place of worship. If you need resources, um, if you are feeling um, uh, depressed or if you are feeling suicidal, Please, please, um, I support the National Suicide Hotline. Their phone number is 800-273-8255. Again, that's 800-273-8255. We don't take this issue lightly, family. And we wanted to give you the best resources that we can. So as we think about um, closing out this episode on Black families and mental health, um, I, again, encourage you, where whatever state you're in, just take a second to Google. There is someone who can help you, that can talk you through. But also remember some of the words that um, our amazing guests, and this is so special because my mom is our first guest on this podcast. On every other episode, it has just been you and I communing through the arts, right? And now today we have uh, my mom being our first guest. And it's also a special day because it was my, it is my uncle's 58th birthday. Who is an angel and an ancestor. We also want to say that we are praying diligently in in meditation for all of you who have suffered with COVID-19 and lost family members because of COVID-19. We know that this year has been a challenging one, but listen, this podcast is meant to bring a smile to your face and let you know that we can get through this together. We hold you in our hearts and anything that we can do, that I can do, that um, our family can do, we're here for you. So as we close out, family, I wanted to um, just tell you a little bit about The Voice of God and The Spirit of Intimidation. You can find this book on Amazon.com. Again, the book is The Voice of God, Spirit of Intimidation by C. Julia Peterkin, Covert Apostle is her pen name. You will see a lovely picture of her in white on the, on the playground on the cover of the book. Um, and you can also buy the book directly from her if you, if you say mama. Uh, or a baby to your children or to your to your significant other. I don't have no Facebook, no Amazon, I don't got no computer. That's all right. She'll get it to you through Cash App. Yes. And her Cash App is Julia Covert. That's J-U-L-I-A-C-O V-E-R-T, the number four, E-B-A, Julia Covert Forever, um, on Cash App. The books are fifteen dollars. Yes, they're on sale now
1: for $15. The books are on
0: sale for a measly $15. And what will you find in this book? I had the pleasure of being the editor on this book and writing the foreword to an amazing memoir that journals and takes you through an incredible journey of a young woman was told by teachers and many others that she would not be successful because of the way that her brain worked. And this is during the height of segregation in this country. If you know your history and your history, you'll know a little bit about the civil rights movement. I don't have time to give you a whole lesson right now, but I just want to say that this book takes you through those challenges and the ways that she grew through them through her relationship with God and got over being intimidated by those people in her life who were racist, who were sexist, who were classist, and um, even how she kept a beautiful mind through all of it. So we're going to hear a section from it. Make sure you cop the book on Amazon, family. It's a good read. It'll make a great Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, Ramadan gift. For all of your loved ones in your life, take it away and possibly
1: yes. Yes, we are on Amazon. And yes, the book will be on sale, but that's a personal request. You have to request that through BeCountedToday at Yahoo.com. That's BeCountedToday at Yahoo.com because on Amazon it's still 2250 if you would like to purchase from Amazon at the amount of twenty two fifty, a portion of the proceeds are um, going over to Ghana. As yes. we travel, we're building in Ghana right now, a distribution center, uh, um, a sanctum, and also a hotel for missionaries. And so it's all in one. Uh, and yes, the main beautiful. thing is the, um, uh, the uh, help for women and children, yes, and the distribution center.
0: See, look at that, folks! Always giving back to our community. We know as African Americans that our roots are in Africa, yes. and Apostle Julia and myself have had the honor and the pleasure esteemed pleasure. We've been humbled to be able to go to Ghana. She's been twice, y'all. She's extra special. Mm-hmm. I've been once and I it changed my life. Mm-hmm. And in that time that we were there, we were able to give back to um, our cousins, our uncles, because mm-hmm. we all related, right? Even if we don't know our exact roots and heritage, it was a beautiful pleasure to be there. So when you purchase this book, you're not just purchasing a book just to purchase a book, but you're purchasing a book with a purpose. Amen? Mm-hmm. Amen. We're having a little church up in here. Amen. I say. Yes. Just had to say, it, y'all, you know, we have a good time on the healing journey podcast. And it's good laughter is good for the soul. So again, now we're going to hear an excerpt from the book, The Voice of God, the Spirit of Intimidation. And we're going to close out
1: this episode of the healing. Yes. Well, I just wanted to talk about intimidation a little bit. Um, If you turn on the TV today, I think our leader here in the United States, Mm -hmm. he carries a a lot of that personality that um, he's um, intimidating uh, folk or don't be intimidated. Please do not be intimidated. I know I should be talking about the book right now, but I don't want you to be intimidated and don't go out and vote because of what you're hearing. Because intimidation is frightening, terrifying, and scary. It's subduing, it's controlling, it's crushing, it's taming, it's overpowering and overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And that's the definition I give in the second chapter of the book, The Voice of God, Spirit of Intimidation, because you want to listen to the sound, the good sound. You don't want to listen to the sound that will intimidate you. And basically, that's what I received and that's what I shared in this book as a child, in the coat room with my teacher, uh, being abusive and also speaking words of intimidation. But I decided to have a clean mind and listen to what I felt like was the voice of God. Because the things that are good, that are pure, that are lovely to me comes from the voice of God. And so I just want you to... Don't be intimidated. Right. Don't stop and not go out and vote go and because vote. of what's being said today. Amen. We, that's where my mind is right now. But if you would like, go on Amazon, get the book. It's a good read. You'll learn a lot, you'll get a lot, and you are already the most, most that you could ever be. Amen.
0: All right. Okay. So you have just heard from Apostle Julia Culver. Apostle, tell them how they can find you. Where are you? Are you on Facebook? What is your name on Facebook?
1: My name on Facebook
0: is Julia Culver. All right. <laughs> and we know that they can find your book on Amazon.com. It has truly been a pleasure to converse with you and to spend some time with you in this format mm-hmm. and to spend some time with the people you are tuned into the healing journey with charnel Covert. listen friends you can follow me on my social media charnel Covert on facebook um also just charnel on Twitter and Instagram. Mama say she don't got no Instagram. That's okay. Go ahead and sign up. (laughs) Go ahead and sign up and follow us there. If you have questions and you want to communicate with this podcast, please, please feel free to email at ccovert at Towson.com dot edu that's c-c-o-v-e-r-t at telson i do answer your questions and i'll be happy to bring them into our next episode until the next time we will be having a special episode talking about um recovery and joy and grief through the process of angel families and i look forward to bringing that episode to you perhaps with some guests you never know i'm gonna surprise you family so make sure you tune in, share this podcast with those you love. And if you would, feel free to donate. All donations are going towards um, building more spaces for angel families um, and their um, angel families and angel moms and dads in their recovery process as we're working towards building a nonprofit and a number of other things. You know, support Black women. Believe Black women. Support us. Support us. So go cop that book. It'll be great for your holiday season. Make sure you tune into the new, the healing journey with Charnel Colbert. And guess what? There's a second book coming out that I also had the pleasure of being the editor on called Six Saints in the Kingdom. You want to listen out for that? We'll let you know. Maybe we'll have Apostle Julia back on when it's time for the second book and kind of delve into what that book is about as well. It's been a pleasure, family. Have a wonderful evening. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for taking the time. And until next time, make sure you unwound together. Take care of yourself. Remember, self-care is a revolutionary act of resistance against white supremacy in all of its forms. I love you.
1: Peace.